another episode of the HYP, aka the Hustle Video Podcast, with myself, Osmani Melo, aka Mr. IDV, alongside myself, part of my brand, Chiroma. How are you doing today? Good, good, good. Now, now, if you're wondering why Khalil isn't here, I told him he can't come on because he's suspended for the for the meanwhile. And also, native new member Howard Jeddah also fought my children as friend. Couldn't make it because of some internet internet issues back there in Dubai. But you know, as they say, the show must go on. Now today we have another we have a guest on this episode of the podcast called Abdurrahman Namadiya. How are you doing today, bro? I'm good, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now, before we get on, first question we must ask, where are you now and what state are you from? Uh, right now, I'm in Qatar, uh, in Doha City. Yeah, it's a very nice place, actually. It is indeed, right? Do you go to uni there? I go to? Do you go to uni there, university? No, yeah, I studied in North Atlantic of Qatar. Oh, what course are you studying? I'm studying marketing. Ah, marketing. Alright, that's interesting. And we could ask, what states are you from? In Nigeria, back there in Nigeria? Yes. I'm from KB State. KB State. That's a good one. Now, before we get on to this episode, I just wanted to say... I want to tell Matuma, here's a fact that happened between me and Abdurrahman seven years ago. Really? Oh, you guys know each other from back? Yeah, then? back from secondary yeah. school. Yeah, we oh, are. wow. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you remember this, but I think I paid him 2,000 naira to stop a guy from bullying me. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't really oh, remember, God. like, oh, wow. I don't really remember. Wait, back in Nigeria? Yeah, this was back in Nigeria. I know you wouldn't remember it, but <laughs> he wanted me to pay 2,000 naira. I told, I told him, I don't have it. He said, okay, just the amount you get every week, give it to me until I leave you I don't remember. Do you remember, do you remember Dagazou, Abdurrahman? Yeah, yeah, I remember. He passed away, right? Yeah, he, he passed away. Yeah. I think it's like... I think it's two I think it's two years right now since he passed. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, you uh, know Stone, right? He told yeah, me... Yeah, I remember him. him. Yes. We live in the same place with him. So when I came back last two years, he told me that Dagazo passed away. I was, I was really touched, like... Like his death was really painful, like seriously speaking. Like, it was very it was one of the best people. Yeah, yeah, it was unfortunate because I remember my cousin told me this on the phone. I was like, Oh my god, he actually passed away and I saw it all over on Instagram saying he was doing this in peace. Now to just lighten up the mood, before we start with the topic. 
I was actually on Instagram. I was looking somewhere. Uh, this is actually funny. In fact, I think if Fatima would, if Fatima would enjoy this one. Okay. <laughs> Let me just read out this and see if she knows where I'm coming from. Okay. Hello and welcome to my account. I hope you have a fantastic time stalking me because that's what we all do. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Please don't make that fast, please. It's not that that's very deep down, please. I'm so sad that the account is public and everyone can literally just see this. I know everyone can do it. I just found it. I was like, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Please. This is, your, this is your old account, right? It was supposed to be my Finsta, but I made it public, imagine. Yeah. Just for, just just for your so sake. Just for your sake, we won't we won't name the we won't name the username of the account. But we I mean, do... when, when someone types my name, it literally pops out under my main account. Okay, so if if they know, they know. But for your sake, we won't name yeah. it. But so do, this... you, do you know how to deactivate an Instagram account? Because I tried to do it and they required a password. Deactivate an account. I yeah. don't. I don't remember. I think you might be able to somewhere settings and then search. I don't help. I Maybe can't find it to the account. That's the problem. I would have deleted all the pictures. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's it's you before your glow up. No, I no, I made my first Instagram account in 2013. Okay. And then after a while, I was like, I'm not free on my main Instagram store. I want to open a Finsta. And I did and it was disgusting. And now I can't delete the pictures and videos from that old account or from this is what i'm talking about from the, the one you're talking about because <laughs> oh. <laughs> i made it in 2017. <laughs> uh one of the best captions welcome to my page where i will post whatever the hell i want to without thinking twice maybe <laughs> this was before you was actually no Oh, that's is that is that Bugsy or Roxy? Who? I think I'm just looking at a place. I think it's called Bugsy or Roxy. Roxy, Roxy Cinema. Oh, Roxy, Roxy. All right. I thought you were still. This was before I you. I think knew... for not stopping me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was before you got used to the UK. You were still coming from that place in Nigeria. You still had a house in your mouth, and you're thinking. <laughs> You're very curious, I'm like, what is it? Nice one here for me, I'm like, very good. Alright, now, back to the main point. Nobody should search that page, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, to get into this episode of the podcast. I mean, before we get into the main point of this episode, I just have, this is a topic that we cannot leave out the water because it's a very serious topic talking around the whole world right now usa versus iran need i say more just need i say more for me i would say it's like it's politics like you know because many of this middle east they don't want qatar to host the world cup so they they'll do anything in order to 
Like, stop it, you know? Who's their own? They're going to have it in four years after that one. So why is this? I, I feel like Trump is just trying to divert everyone's attention from, you know, his whole impeachment stuff. Of course, his whole impeachment stuff. It's 2020 in the election year. And it's most likely he's not going to become president again. So he's trying to act as if he's a good guy by sending a missile all the way to Iran, killing their general and saying, oh, look, I'm trying to help you guys out. Without realizing they, that Iran will look for retaliation. Terrible. Very terrible. Right. And you know what's so stupid about this, this whole problem? Yeah. It's everyone else on the internet that will try to make a meme out of it. Saying, Oh, oh, it's time for World War Three. Let me play my Call of Duty and get ready for it. I'm like, what? Are you I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie or be a hypocrite about this, but when the memes came out, it was hilarious. Like the memes were so funny, some of them. But then when it got serious, people dying, shooting down planes, which I'm not sure if they really did. I know it was. Then we realized it was actually serious. Of course, it it is serious. Because I saw the news, I was thinking, are you, are, you, are you really taking this as a joke? You're laughing today, you'll be in the front line tomorrow. What are you going to say about that? Well. I think it's even on the on the trending page. It says right over here. I don't know if you can see. Right there it says, Iran said it unintentionally shot down the Ukrainian plane. Oh, they actually did. So they were... They were the ones that did it. Why they even why they even shoot it? I don't even know. Cause they probably thought it was the US Navy. They really they really they really tried to do this. They really tried to do this. And the sad thing about it, there's no survivors. Yeah. No survivors? No. I think about one seventy of them, right? I think so. One seven six. Yeah, 100 times a day. They don't do anything to them, like, for what, for what reason, like... The USA is very salty. They're very salty. Yeah. They're so no, what's that word? Of course, petty. They're very petty. And here's the thing. If this World War III happens because of one person being killed. Trust me, this is not the first time it happened. Because I'll tell you this. The first world war happened because of the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of, of, of Austria and his wife. So this was back in the 19, back in the 1900s. Between Austria and Hungary. And ever since that moment happened, people came to support Austria in the, in the war. The other ones came to support Hungary in the war. And during this whole time, the country I was in, they weren't fighting that world war. They were fighting the UK saying, we don't want to be a part of the UK anymore. Let us leave or we will fight. So it happened for like how many? Oh yeah, three years. Mm. Oh my God. Uh, you know, he was a big person. That's why like, they really loved him all over Iran. Like, he was very, people loved him. So that's why. Yeah. He, and those that were saying that, he, he killed many people over his lifetime and over recently. Well, even if it's true or not, what right do you have 
in inside in the middle of just the killing. Power. No, he had. Maybe, maybe they maybe they think he's a threat. Maybe you know, if they think you're a threat, they'll do anything to stop you. He will thought. They think. If we thought of targeting the USA, wouldn't have everyone known of that? That's kind of true, you know. It is true. Mm-hmm. What, what, I, what I saw, like, he wanted to attack the US Embassy, that's what I heard, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. US Embassy in Iran, right? Iran, yes. He wanted to attack it, that's why. The more I hear, the more confused. The more confused I get. I know, like I was trying to make an opinion out of it, but then I'm like, never mind. I don't have anything else to say. We're all I can say is this is a big issue. A big, a big issue. For what? <laughs> What's going to be the gain of all this in the end? Dead bodies, launch rockets, nuclear weapons used. Because because if this goes bad, it will be way worse than World War Two. Because now um, everything is more advanced. Everything is more advanced. You know what happened with Hiroshima and Naga- Nagasaki back then? No, forget that. <laughs> this will be way worse if it happens. Yeah, I hope it doesn't happen though. Me too. Me too. I hope it doesn't happen. In fact, one. In fact, one thing I I, I learned yeah. is that out of all the world wars that happened, yeah. Switzerland have always declared themselves neutral. They've always mentioned they want no part of the war. They should not come towards their country. Oh? And, ever, and ever since then, nothing's happened to Switzerland. It's what been normal. Country? Switzerland. Oh. No war. In fact, the leaders will use the country to go to go to I think Zurich and always have their meetings over there because they know they won't launch any weapons or or missiles in that country because they declared for neutral grounds. But we are smart indeed. No one no one wants it at all. No one asked for it. And the thing is, in the US, in fact, I thank God I don't live in the USA because if a war was going to happen, there's something called the draft. So anyone that gets drafted to go to war, you have to go to war. You have no choice. Imagine. <laughs> Imagine you're that one on Twitter laughing that all oh, this thing's going to happen. And you get drafted, and you have to go on the front line. You just be thinking about all the news made. Like, was that really necessary? You be thinking about you know, You be thinking about your whole life. It's like, <laughs> God, did I deserve this? Why am I here? Terrible. But here's also one thing I learned. During the Vietnam War in 1967 up until 1970, yeah. Donald Trump was actually drafted to go to that war, but he never went. 
So everyone would give Trump <sighs> an excuse, like I wouldn't go because Trump wouldn't go. Hey, at the time his his parents were rich, and they paid the military not not for him to not for him to be selected to get to be, to be part of that war. Imagine. I mean, Wait, if you, like draft random people, like just go to your house, take you. Yeah, they only draft they only draft you if you're a man, and you're between the age of eighteen up until whatever age you get picked. This is why, thank God, I'm not I'm not living in the USA. Right. Every everyone else. God be with you. Because I know God put me in a, in a very safe place. <laughs> Let's say no to war. No one deserves this at all. So, back onto the... So, we get onto the main point of this episode of the podcast. Where Abdurrahman told me he, he there was an event that took place in Doha. And he actually enjoyed this time. Would you like to tell us what happened? There's this organization called uh, Generation Amazing. So basically, this organization is like it promotes football like everywhere in the world. Like they go to India, they go to Africa, like, and they go to many places to like to promote football. So, which is a very good thing, you know, like, because some places, they have the, the love, they have the love for football, passion for football, but they don't have the opportunity to, to, to carry on, to make their dream come, come through. So, this way, this organization comes into hand. They help people to make their dreams of football come true which is a very nice and sweet thing. So just to clarify, this this event was not hosted by FIFA, right? Um, I would say it's a 50-50 thing, like it was the, it was the MLS, it was the ML's mom that organized it, so of course I'm sure FIFA have to do something with it. I'm quite sure, but I can't say to some certain like because the ML's wife they actually organized everything. It was a four-day event. They, are, they invite almost twelve legends, like football legends. For example, they invited. They invited this uh, Zavi, Yatore, and some European legends. I don't really recall yeah, no, their names because <laughs> very hard to remember their names. I, I remember you you met Michael Owen. Yeah, yeah, Michael Owen, yeah. Yeah, I asked him one question like, how do you come, how can one become a successful footballer? He was like, you should eat good diet. I was like, what the hell? You should what? I don't, you should eat good diet. Good, good, good diet. Yeah, and I'm sure they don't eat that. I'm sure. If you see him, I'm sure he eats KFC, McDonald's, and all those things. <laughs> maybe after, maybe after he retires, that way he's eating all that. Actually, he looks fit, you know. 
he looks fit like seriously speaking like he looks very 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 fit i mean he may not he may not be wrong because if you look like if you look at some players who are in their in their late 30s and yet they're still they're still playing football you know they they must be doing something right just recently, before they even came to Doha, like they went to India, like Zabi went to India in a in a community next to Mumbai. They like they built a stadium to like help the people of the city to like make their dream of football come true. So like it would be really nice if they it would be really nice if they can like come to Africa and like do such thing like you know. For example, in Nigeria, we have so many good footballers like. Especially in the north, and we don't actually get picked because we don't have the opportunity, or you know. Not even that. Very parents don't usually support stuff like that. But then the modern parents now understand. But some don't really honestly like. Cause I know people that are really good footballers, and they want to go like to all those, you know, the football clubs to play. But then their parents would really keen on the idea because i know my brother wants to play football but i don't know if he can do it you know football is not it's not easy because like it's actually easy but it all depends on the uh, right support if you have the right support it becomes very easy like very fast like very fast it all depends on the support you get but then i feel like if i had a child and my child wanted to play football I'd first ask him to get a degree before playing football. Ah, that's what my then, dad always say, like before yeah, playing football. Yeah, but then that's your <laughs> old people's mentality because it's the 21st century. I wanted to say the 22nd century, but then we're still in one century. Anyway, it's the 21st century, and things have changed. Not everyone goes for the professional. Uh, government work, all of this, all of this. People are more creative and they go for the more outdoor activities and all. But then I would still ask my child to get a degree. Actually, you know, the degree is actually useful because if he gets injured and there's no way he can come back to football, he, can, he has something to hold on to. Yeah, that's, it's always good to have a plan B. That's why my, my dad always says, "You let me join football, but I have to get my degree." So, yeah. you know. Actually, that's true. Yeah. You see, this this generation amazing. It's like it's a very good organization because like they they brought PSG to train with us here in Doha, which was very nice because like many people wanted to become footballers, but they didn't have the support so this organization like they supported all of us to like to dream big and make sure like to, to we should believe in ourselves we can do it like, like, that's amazing that's really cool. you. you know i wanted to start a passion design but i thought my parents wouldn't let me and i didn't really ask them like would you mind if I study fashion design? Because I thought it would be a, I would be a disappointment if I studied something other than a professional course or something. 
and then my oh, yeah. brother just graduated last year and now he's studying animation and i'm like if only i had asked i said to them but i wouldn't have any other way you see you see sorry is he in Japan or no? No, he's in um he's in Coventry here in England. Yeah. But is China is China really doing animation like Sorry? compared to Japan? Is like China very good in anima- animation compared to Japan? No, I don't know. He's in Coventry. Oh Coventry. Yeah. I wish him best of luck. <laughs> is he there? Is he studying there, or is he actually doing his work in Coventry? He's studying there. He just started. Yeah. Oh, he's studying there. So yeah. maybe if he, he might go to America, or he might go to Japan. Yeah, because he definitely he does not want to work in Nigeria, which is sad. I don't blame him. I don't blame you. Uh, Sam, I mean, if we all leave, who would make Nigeria great? Uh, that's true, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. Just like Fatima said, it is important to have a plan B because if you, if you look at a player like uh, Jamie Redknapp, who was playing for Liverpool during late 90s and early 2000s, he had an injury that ruled, that ruled him out. For the rest for the rest of his life so even if he came back he wouldn't be fit enough to return that's why he's working with sky sports as a as a pundit Aww. and not only that i have a i have a friend from brazil and he told me if you look at if you go to brazil there are like a hundred kids who are so good at go football but there's only that one that gets picked and he's not better than the 50 of them. Mm-hmm. But it's because he has, he knows people who will help him get to wherever he wants to go. Connections. Yeah. Because if you look at some players so, like... So this, this would... If you look at a player like Neymar or Gabriel Jesus or maybe even Coutinho, there's probably that player some time ago that was far better than them. But because they knew who to talk to, their agents knew people. They and were so able to set things up and get them to, to better to better places. Yeah. So, so the, exactly this is what this organization organization does. Like generation amazing. Like there are those people that they they're willing and they're willing they're willing to help anyone who who is ready to for the for the football challenge. So. It's a very good organization, seriously speaking, because they have they have the money, they have the facilities, they have the equipment to 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 make to make you a successful footballer. Like it's really good. That is impressive. The one question is, must you be around that young age to to get to start off, or can you just be probably in your young adulthood and still get there? Because if you think about it, some people would have started from young ever since they're in the youth academy. They have played under 15s, under 17s, under 19s, under 23s before they might get into the senior team and play for and play for their respective for their respective club. I see. 
for this organization they, they actually prepare young let's say from 8 9 10 11 12 upwards they, they prepare young kids like which their body is still young to like to to take the challenge like of course if they're 20 22 they, they will still take you but like the chance is really low but if they're from 7 to 17 you have a higher chance for them to accept to like for them to develop into a better player that is that is really interesting now the thing is the thing is some people people see events taking place in different countries all over the world but the question is what are the benefits of having organized events in different countries apart from your home country awareness publicity awareness is the most like example one of the one of the main reason why people did Qatar for the uh, people is because like the west and the and the middle east like they are they don't have a good relationship so through football through world cup they can like release the tension even if it's for a even if it's for a, even if it's for like little bit they can release the tension because like you guys carry on i'll like, come back right now left her yeah because you know because many many west people they don't like Arabs because of the because of islamic terrorists and such very unfortunate it's so sad but then i'm so glad they picked um an arab country for the walk when is it even is it this year no 2020 inshallah this 2020. year no, no, next year. Wait. When next two years. Next two years. Oh, 2022. Ah, yes, 2022. Oh. Uh, and and most of the stadiums are already ready. Like, mm-hmm. only one stadium, almost fi- maybe in three months' time, they will finish it up. Oh, wait, they have to build stadiums. Wow. Yeah, they have to build it, like, from scratch. They built three stadiums. Wow. Three stadiums. Wow, it's and going to be like to have... it's going to be really busy when it when the time comes. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. and you have to have eighty thousand rooms. Like, that's a lot. Oh, I think I saw a video of them constructing hotel, building hotels, so people can watch from their rooms. I know. Oh, wow! I thought it was this year, honestly. I know. Next two years, inshallah. Why was the last one in? Russia, yeah, Russia. Oh, oh correct, correct. Okay, that's right. Okay. So, how long are you going to be in Qatar for? How long will I be? Yeah. Uh, maybe four or five years, something like that. Oh, okay, that's good. If I get job here, then I'll, I'll stay more, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm definitely going back to Nigeria. Uh, Nigeria. If I get a better job there, of course I'll go there. But if I don't, I'll stay here. But the for chances for the time are being. low. Uh, and and it's too much of waste in Nigeria. Like you have to know someone to get a job, which is very not good. Yeah, yeah, it's so unfortunate. And some places they will charge you up to three million naira just to just take for them out. to take you for the job. Yeah. 
Trivilinear as a student, how do you get that? Like, seriously exactly. speaking. And also, you start the job and they pay you pennies. Like, it's not worth it. 20,000 naira. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and we, we have the money, but too much corruption, you know, for sure. Like the the people above, like in the high ranking positions, are taking all the money. As a yeah, like, <laughs> like, if you check if you check GDP G, GDP wise, Nigeria is like times five richer than Qatar, but Qatar looks hundred percent better than Nigeria. Like it's just like UAE and Nigeria. We have, yeah. we, I I don't know if we have more money. But then Nigeria was a rich country. It's so sad. Well, it's even up to now, even up to now, we are richer than them, but like corruption, obviously. Like, yeah. If you check GDP, our GDP is like times four of Dubai, times six or seven of Qatar. On like that's. And I heard it would get better this year, so it's going to be like way more than theirs. Yeah, first, but actually, body is actually doing a great job because. We all need patience. If you're, if you're patient with Buhari, I swear to God, Nigeria will move on a higher level because he has a vision for our country. Like, he's he not does. a person I, who I is going to like, I just feel like um, the problem with his government is the people under him. They don't have but respect you know, as a hand. But you know, he's not dumb. He's also smart. Like, there are yes. some things he will not let them know you know or you not give them control over like yeah. he's also a human being so i'm sure he's also smart like he won't just give them everything to do it for him yeah i, I guess he's trying he's doing something because for me it's like one of our oh you know you know it's people that's like doing bad campaign against him but He's actually doing great, I swear to God. Because... Yeah, like I don't mind him as a person, like I don't mind his government and all, just that so many things have been happening and it's just like, I mean, I love him and all, but then it's it just seems like he doesn't even care, like he's not acknowledging what's going on. No, you know, like he actually cares because like, look at uh, agriculture now has risen up to at five percent which is like mm-hmm. a huge success before he came maybe only five percent like, and then like there's so many positives in his um what's it for in his Coffee. government because mm-hmm. many people are now entrepreneurs and like everyone's just doing something to earn a living a decent living and there are more jobs now i think i'm not sure i don't think there are more jobs like because I don't think there are more jobs, but for him, like, but maybe there are more say, opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, because of him, because of him, I started my own business, and like, I'm not, I'm not so far, but at least because of him, I started. If if yeah. it was during PDP time, like, I, I would just sit down and wait for the money to come. Like, you see, yeah. But because of him, I had to like wake up and look for a, a good business, which is a very good thing. It is, and I feel like people misunderstand his governance because um, he came, he became a president when Nigeria was at its worst, kind of, like it was terrible. So he had to like bring us up from that. I think we're still down there, but then he had to you know, do something. 
and that's what's weighing what he turned down. We just, I say, if if we can be patient with him for, like, let's say, for a year or two years, I'm telling you, Nigeria will be like on the top level because he doesn't steal the money. Like the money is there, he doesn't steal it. Yeah. He, he invests it for. And the problem also that we are so much, like 200 million people, that's a lot, that's a lot. It that's is a lot. a lot, it is a lot. He can't, he can't, he, he can't, he can't like give everyone money, he can't. He can only bring, he only lead a foundation. Yeah. For example, Qatar, there are only 200,000 of them, you can imagine. Only 200,000, only. So, if the GDP is 1 billion, it's enough yeah. for them for like for a century, like because they're only they're very few. Wow. It's so like two hundred million, like no, no, no one, no one can handle it. Like seriously speaking, like a whole universe. Exactly. Yeah. But for me, I feel like we should. He should improve the education sector. That's what I think he should do because I feel like the education at the north is not up to the standard of the the Western Nigerian. Like I, I feel the difference is too much. It's not really valid. Because yeah, because at the north, not North Nigeria, like the education is like so bad. Like I, I just don't understand. Like it's so bad, and yet the West Nigerian, like. The education is far better than ours. For what reason? We are all Nigerians, like seriously. Yeah. But I you know, should, like, you should do something just go that, by the stereotype. Yeah. Northern people don't like school. No, no, like, I don't think it's true because, like, like uh, it's because the schools are not good. That's why they don't like it, I think. But I'm not sure. It's possible. Because if I'm not mistaken, I, I once I once went to one school in KB State. Yeah. If you saw the chairs and tables, like you just cry. Like is this way people study, like seriously speaking, like the board was like half full. It's because the environment is not good for you. Like a good environment is good for the mental and mental mentally like uh, ready. But if the environment is not good, of course. You might not feel to study. True. Okay, unfortunate. Uh, so we should we should just give Wadi some time. Like I'm sure he will fix our country. That one I'm I'm hundred percent sure. Hundred. He's a man I'm of dignity. Positive. Like yeah, because he's a man of dignity. Like he has. He's a he's a minister of petroleum right now, but yet he has never he has never stolen even one naira from from the government. Which is a really good thing. Yeah, uh, you're back. Yeah, I missed a lot, right? Yeah, you uh, of course. I just want to point out maybe one benefit of having an organization in a different country is that some people don't have a chat. Maybe not have a have the chance to see, to see the people hosting the event or there's like a special guest there you know you will never have the chance of seeing them 
So when they decide to have the event in your country, that's when you will have the opportunity to like buy the tickets, get to the event, and see the people that you never thought you'd ever see in your lifetime. And secondly, it's always it's always for a good cause, most of majority. No, all the time it's for a good cause. Because I remember there's this group called Islamic Relief. And and that time they wanted to they wanted people to just donate and adopt an adopt an orphan from these countries like Yemen and Syria, where all these problems are happening. And at that same time there's a Islamic singer called what was his name? Zayn Bihar. He was celebrating his 25th anniversary of his singing career. So they partnered up and then we went and saw him at, at, the, at the place. And you know what? Mixing two things together, always coming out with a good outcome. I zoned out. I thought everyone's I thought everyone's green froze and I was talking to myself. So yeah, what were you saying? Oh there's two things I missed. If there's two things I missed. So like your favorite singer and then a good event. Put them together so at the same time you're doing something for a good cause and you're you're seeing the person that you never thought you'd seen in a long time. Yeah. How about that? That's, that's something that would push me to go. So, I would think that you said a lot of points and I missed them out. So, just instead of getting you to just say it all over again, just summarize the important ones I missed, please. Uh, we just we spoke about the Buhari uh, govern, governance. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what we spoke about. Yeah. Body. That's basically what we spoke about. So basically, you just talked about politics this whole time. Yeah, we just did. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, don't political. Are you no. No problem. Well, look at something like this, for example. What I said, um, like this cities like Milan, Paris, that always have these fashion fashion shows. Or fashion. This, yeah, fashion shows. My first search on Safari is London Fashion Week. Because <laughs> you just see these models like I think is it Bella or is it GGID? I mean one of those two yeah. always walking on the walking on the Broadway wearing these very crazy dress. So you want to so you do turn around walk away. Never see them again. So do you think like that is just normal to have it in cities like London, Paris, Milan? Or just come somewhere like Africa and do the same thing as well. Sorry? Do you think these kind of shows should should happen in Africa as well? Just for people to see. I mean, yeah, it's fashion. Fashion is like, like, 
for everyone. But then, yeah, I feel like they should happen because there are a lot of people, there are a lot of creative people that are not recognized and deserve to be recognized, as well as models. There are a lot of models. There are a lot of people that I know would kill the runway when they born. So, yeah, I think those events should be organized in Africa as well. I just bring a random question. Just a random question. I know it has nothing to do with this topic. Just a random question. What are the difference between proper models in front of the camera, having this whole set being done and taking pictures with Instagram models that just put the pictures on the Instagram profile? And you get paid. Um, they schedule like a photo shoot session. They pay the photographers of, um, you know. Oh, no, sorry. The photographers pay them. Oh, yeah, I said that they get paid. And it's a lot a lot to take in the planning the poses the anxiety before everything it's not easy and just one more thing to point out no i don't think you said it i'm just pointing this out photoshop exists with instagram models sorry photoshop exists with instagram models yeah i mean not everyone has the photoshop but then a lot of them do but then okay now here's here's one thing when it comes to like having events in different countries depending on the event is it important to have these events take place in countries where it would actually mean something or just take place in countries where they just pay the most money to have it take place in their country i feel like where it would have meaning like just somewhere that it would benefit if they actually do it and takes the let's say the their tickets they're selling their tickets and then the tickets go to charity maybe in yemen or somewhere that is suffering yeah Imagine so then pretty much having the world cup take place in doha makes no sense. I'm sorry, I'm driving, but having the World Cup in Qatar makes no sense. I mean, I know it's beneficial that people who never seen the World Cup would see it, but but that was just for monetary gain. Uh, but, you I know, mean, people would. The, the amount of money they would get from people coming for the World Cup. And then not only that, the problem with that one is the World Cup usually takes place, take place in the summer, June, July. But if they take yeah. place in November, December, that was like, who has time to come? It's going to be hot. People are busy. They have jobs. They have college to go to. Yeah. That just explains it's all for money. Because if you, because if they actually had this event take place in somewhere like the UK, where football means a lot to the people in the country, it could take place in Wales, England, Scotland, and there's already big football stadiums in the UK. So you don't have to waste time building new stadiums. They can just have football match in those stadiums and then the final at Wembley Stadium. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, trains, no problem. I mean, not many people will have to fly over there. They can just be in the UK and that's all that needs to be done. Have you ever heard of GT Bank Fashion Week? Yeah, yeah. I don't really understand how that one works. GT Bank Fashion Week. Have you ever been to one? No, but I would like to go. I would I like think... to. Like, it, it's just different. A bank, a fashion show. Mm. There you go. I, I, I saw the last but time. I saw the last one took place in uh, Lagos. Do they always take place down there in Lagos or do they come to Abuja? Most fashion shows usually take place in Lagos. Probably because of the venue, I guess. Hmm. Hashtag give no Nigeria a chance. <laughs> Just now, when you say about, like, when you say you don't, you don't think Qatar deserves the World Cup, I don't think it's true. You know why? Because like many Arabs love football, like seriously speaking, like Arabs like love football now, like so I think they should be given chance to, you know, to make like, you know, because they also love football, like seriously speaking. I mean, I can agree with you that they would love football. I think the problem is most most people who are looking at it from a different side of a plate would say. Oh, Qatar is one of the rich countries out there close to UAE. So they have the chance to pay FIFA to have the World Cup take place in their country. Whereas, suppose if it took place somewhere like the UK, like I mentioned before, people would already look at it and be like, oh yeah, because football has been around there since, the, since I think the 18 or 1900s. So it would have made sense for it to be taking place. How about if if the if if UK takes the World Cup, like I don't think there's any benefit because already there's football there. Football already exists there. Like of course you need to move football to, to a different like continent that like football is like it's not really there. Like in the UK football is like so it's too much. It's it's too much. But in the Middle East it's not yet it's not yet that much. So bringing such events like the World Cup, which will lift the Middle East up, I, I feel. Imagine they bring World Cup to Nigeria. I'm sure that if, if, if World Cup is to come to Africa, to come to Nigeria, like that one, 100% sure. Because South Africa did it, remain Nigeria now. <laughs> if you what about Africa? It's just like no. sometimes when people talk about Africa, you just think about South Africa, Nigeria. Yeah, That's so what? trust me, if if Walker yeah. will come to Africa, it will come to Nigeria. Trust me, I, I feel it. Because if then Walker took place in Nigeria, we have more pressing issues. <laughs> like, like, like the most important thing about World Cup, like. You have to have the enough rooms, you know, to have good transportation. And right now we're, we're having railway, like Buhari is like building the railway. So yeah. maybe, so I think we, we can actually do it because we have the land, we have the, 
you know, all all people need is good eighty thousand rooms, good transportation, uh, distant, good stadium. That's all. And these three things, it's not, it's not hard to, it's not hard to get them. Yeah, the only the only thing that would like stop people from having a World Cup in Nigeria is just having to look at some roads. I'm just gonna throw this one out there: Abuja Kaduna Road. That road already there. Some people would just say it's a no go. It's yeah, but, but cause but if if the World Cup would take place in Nigeria, they should do it like like Abuja, Abuja Lagos. Simple. Don't need to like take it. The, down the road like two states is enough because i'm sure lagos roads can is they're good enough abuja roads also are good enough so i think that's i think it's enough i think it would be better to have it in abuja rather than lagos uh, of course of course you know they, they won't agree like for, for the whole event to take part in uh, abuja they will say they, they need some of it you know yeah yeah, because if they have the World Cup in Nigeria, they'll have like one place in the south, one place uh-huh. cent- central, and one exactly. place in the north. Exactly. So we've already agreed Lagos and Abuja. If you were to pick that one place in the north, where would it be? Uh, maybe Kano. Like, because, yeah, Kano should make sense. Hmm, Kano. I yeah, when I think about it, it would make sense. Because Kaduna is, is too crowded, Kaduna. It's, eh? it's too crowded. No, Kaduna is too crowded. <laughs> For me, I think Kaduna is more like... Because, like... No. In Kaduna, it, it depends where you go in Kaduna that will be crowded. If you enter, yeah. if you enter Kaduna already, hmm. you're not even there yet. The place is already crowded. Go slow. But Kano would be like a good place to have the World Cup. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you see, if you if you go to Sokoto, that's like very far. Like, it's just it's too far. <laughs> like, like Sokoto is too far. Even, the problem is not it's not even it's not that's not even the problem with Sokoto. It's far and it's too hot at the same time. Yeah. I could just drop one I would drop one egg on the road and it will cook perfectly. <laughs> ah, in fact I even heard one story about this guy. He was driving to the to his exam center yeah. while he was on the road. He smelled something was burning. So he stopped the car. He came out of the car. He opened the bonnet. He checked. Nothing nothing wrong with the engine, nothing wrong with the battery, nothing wrong there. So he went to the place where he put the gas. He smelled that place. Nothing was wrong there. So he went back inside the car. He smelled it again. Do you know? Do you know what the problem was? His calculator burned. Wow. He placed his calculator on the on the on the dashboard, and it, and it got cooked. Wow. But if 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 the World Cup would take place in Nigeria, like, but they won't do it in the summer, they would do it during the winter, like, just like Qatar, they, they, they you change the time. Do you guys have a time? Yeah, <laughs> the, exactly, that's what Qatar is doing, like, they move the people to January so that that's during the winter, like, it would be much better. Yeah. Here it's too hot, like, seriously speaking. Yeah. 
Middle East is too hot. Damn. Okay. Africa is too hot. Even sunscreen is not enough. Trust me. Trust me. Middle East is more hot. Trust me. I am telling you. I agree with you. If you have to check your phone right now, how many degrees is it in Doha? Um, how hot is it there? Because there's a time during the almost 40 degrees. 40 degrees. You know, one time I was in Dubai and I was fasting. It was 49 degrees. 49? And yeah. in Nigeria, it never hit 49. Never. Ah, in Medjugorje, it does. Um, I mean, not, not regularly. Like, maybe once in a So up to fifty de- wait, up to fifty degrees is that hot yeah. in Dubai? Yeah. You have to bought like three times. Like I bought three times during the summer. Three times a day. <laughs> three times. I see. I just checked Sokoto and it's just a calm day in Sokoto. It's only like thirty-five degrees there. Wow. Thirty five and then in May- Medjugorje is only 32 degrees. Wow. So it's just calm. It's just because it's Hamata and that's why. Wait till it's like June, July. We check again. You guys, I have to pick a call right now from my dad. Alright. Okay. Yes, 19 degrees. 19 degrees. 19 degrees. Yeah. But now it's June. It's, it's so now it's winter that's why okay that's why we we'll just come right now and then in general then again in general i just think it's it's important it's actually important to like have these big events take place in many countries just because you want you want your organization to be no more across the globe and you want people and i think that's that's just the important thing of having organizations have their events take place in different countries I think you would agree, would you? Having such like, such events like organizations like because these organizations and like they have the money, they have like the resources, they have the facilities, equipment, so they can like help others to you know make their dreams come true. Like there's many places they have the talented people but they don't have the facilities to train such people so but such such organizations they can they can they can do they can make a big they can make a big difference like and which is which is very which is very important and it's true they can make a big difference all they have to do is be completely selfless with themselves they should not in- they should not they should not give the politics any chance like you know polit- politicians are they're very great like if you give them chance they'll 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 do anything to to do anything like to collapse the the event all they think of is money 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 so i think they shouldn't they shouldn't let 
politicians inter intervene. They shouldn't be. Because they can't. I mean, I agree. They cannot inter intervene in it because if they see it could make a huge difference, they don't want it to happen. Or if they realize there's going to be a lot of money made with it, they will like try and see if they can try and take it from them. Exactly. And then again, it's not all politicians, it's just whoever is the bad one in them. So, like, is there any event that you've seen that you would like to see take place in Nigeria apart from the World Cup that we just mentioned? I'll say, you know, you know this ATP long tennis. ATP. Yeah, long tennis. I think it should really come to Nigeria. Like that sport is really fantastic. Like because for me, for me, after football, basketball, I will choose uh, long tennis. Like. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh, should... tennis. Of course, I would love. It would be nice to see tennis take place. OF1 from Formula One racing. Oh my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> but the thing is, if they would ever have an event take place in Africa, it's very obvious that they'll go to South Africa, either go to Cape Town or Johannesburg. And and to be honest with you, I don't blame them because South Africa is way ahead of Nigeria right now. Uh, that's true. Because South Africa, they have the. They have the some of the equipments for the sports, so which is much easier for them to just to add more facilities. But if it's Nigeria, they have to start the equipments all from all from zero to to make it up, from which scratch. is yeah from scratch exactly. Yeah, then. And I would like to see. I would actually like to see comedians and singers like. Like come to Nigeria and just have their and just have their shows. I would like to see someone like Kevin Hart just come and give his comedy shows comedy shows there. Since everyone loves to laugh in Nigeria, here we go. You know, for such thing to happen, like we Nigerians, we need to like we need to be following them on their Instagram pages. Like if they see a lot of the tweets on Twitter on Instagram, it's like mostly Nigerians. I'm sure they'll come to Nigeria, but if we stay silent, of course, no one will come to us. We need to be active on social media in order for such people to uh, come to our country. Because if because if we are silent, no one, no one will know we exist. But if we are active on social media, of course, to create awareness for them, oh yeah, these people, they love us. Why not just come to Nigeria and take a holiday, like, you know? But if we keep quiet, of course, nothing can happen, like, I agree because now it nowadays social media plays a plays a big role plays a big role in things because with social media you could use it to become an influencer with social media you could find you could see what people are saying rather than just having to wait for it as an have wait sorry no as in rather for people to just wait for an answer they can already see it quickly what people are saying and what they want and they can use that. To try and fix themselves up and give the people what they want. That's true. So, I think 
it's time for press right now. I need to go. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I think we've talked long enough. I think we can wrap up the episode right here. I want to thank you so much for being on this episode of the podcast. You're welcome. It's a great pleasure to have you. Uh, if, is it, do you have any social media that you would like to shout out? Uh, that's my normal page, SKT1Z3Z. That's my official Instagram uh, page. I will have I will have that in the description of the of the podcast. And would you would you share the, would you share the podcast to anyone to listen to? Yeah, I'll share it to to my I'll share it on my Instagram page and and my on my and my Snapchat. Yeah. Snapchat can't take much, so the most important part I will send it to the Snapchat. That'll be a good one to hear. So thank you for everyone for watching or listening. Just remember the the podcast will be available. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Deezer, and the links to all that will be in the description of this episode. If there's anything you want us to talk about in a future episode, there's a there's a link to a Google form where you can write down the topics you would want us to talk about. So we will have a look at it and talk about it in future episodes. And if there's anything that you agree or disagree with us on the things we just said, right? Let us know. Give us a five star rating on apple podcast follow the podcast on spotify and subscribe to it on apple podcast too i want to thank abdurrahman one more time for appearing on the podcast we'll see you in the next we will see you in the next episode until next time